0: This is the Dave and Checky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair because it's the freaking Dave and Checky Show. Show, we're bringing you this groovy Review, we might preview Movies, bake some bread, or Drink some smoothies, so come on, have Way too much caffeine, roll up some Rivers, I'll reference some raffy. This is the Dave and Checky Show Hello, we're back There's been some Changes The management has Said we have to be more polite (laughs) So We shall be that way Uh, I'm going to have some more of my tea
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone Welcome to episode number 65 of the Middle Age Cool Kids Super terrific podcast featuring your pals
0: The Puerto Rican guy from Sanford and Son And the Puerto Rican guy from Fame, the TV show
1: Uh...
0: Yes, exactly Okay
1: is it Rollo from San Francisco? It is
0: Rollo, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I'll be Rollo since that's the name I know.
0: That is a good guy. Now, he was also on Barney Miller. Was he? He's a character actor. Of
1: oh, sorts. okay. He's the Spanish character actor?
0: Yes, and he may still be alive to this day.
1: Excellent. Excellent.
0: May. may. Key word there is may. Uh,
1: and the guy from Fame?
0: And the guy from Fame. Now, let's not talk about him. Because
1: I'm saying Do you know his name?
0: I don't know his name The character name? I can barely even remember What he looks like But you brought him existed. up today no. He's not the black guy Is he?
1: From fame?
0: Yeah the Who's the black guy? He was gay? Was he like Leroy or something?
1: Are you talking about The movie or Am the I show? Am I making stuff
0: up? I don't know What's I have the difference? To
1: be honest Dave I don't remember either very well so You're not going to
0: live forever If you don't remember fame I
1: remember the song Jeez. I remember 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 The song
0: all right. Well, there was a white guy who played piano,
1: uh huh,
0: and like some black chick who was like a obnoxious.
1: Was boy, there like a Jewishy dude with curly hair?
0: Yeah, that was. Oh wait, no, this is my life. I, I was just gonna say. Oh no, I life.
1: married that. Okay.
0: I'm so, confusing this fame and my high school. I see. Jesus.
1: Uh. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. No. We're not talking about fame today.
0: God damn it! Who said we were? I'm just saying who we are. You are. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the cast of fame.
1: Oh, hello.
0: It's a remake of fame. Actually, it's a combo of fame and cats. I see. It's called Fame Cats.
1: Uh huh. That sounds terrible. Okay, cat
0: fame. All right. Is that better?
1: No, no, not at all. Cat fame. No.
0: Better than cats. Better than fame. Cat fame. Uh I cried until I cleaned up poop. Mm. Cat poop.
1: All right, so uh, let's uh, put it all out there. Yesterday, we started the, uh, recording a show, and uh, we I think we restarted it three times. We had technical difficulties. We on. had so
0: many technical difficulties, we might be having a technical difficulty right now. I don't know. It's like inception with these technical difficulties.
1: We, okay. We had a few technical difficulties recording. And then we had a technical difficulty with uh, the website we were on. And uh, I literally just was like, fuck it. I'm done. I can't do this today. And I got up and stormed off like a like a bitch. And uh, it's funny because we were taking personality <laughs> tests. So I feel like I probably, if there was a question about the uh, some sort of weird uh, overreaction to failure, I would have uh, pinned the needle on that one. So we are not going to do that again because literally we started the taking the test three times and it was just like, ugh, for fuck's sake. So we are doing something else today, Dave, and this is a surprise that I've come up with because unless you've come up with a topic for the show.
0: Uh yeah. I was thinking about the influence of the Ottoman Empire on dessert alternatives.
1: Okay, well, that sounds great. Go ahead with that. But now that you have your idea,
0: I'd rather do yours.
1: Uh, You don't even know what my idea is. I know.
0: That's why I'm just a man of mystery.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Ah, Cinnamon. Oh, we're doing yours. Yes.
1: Okay. So in my hand here, I have a notebook and on a piece of paper... I have written eight things. I have numbered them one through eight. I'm going to have you pick a number from one through eight, and that is what we will start with.
0: All right. Now, if I were to say a homo says what, you would not say what?
1: That's true. I would not say that.
0: Exactly. So we have that clear.
1: Okay. That has nothing to do with picking a number from one to eight.
0: A homo says what? Okay.
1: I have no idea what a homo says, David.
0: It depends on the circumstance. I, uh, Maybe they order in some food. And they might be like, can I have water first? Uh-huh. Uh, no ice.
1: That seems, sounds like something anybody, it, anybody might say.
0: That's exactly right. That is the misconception that a homo might say something different than anyone else. I see. And homos are like everybody. That's my campaign. Homos are like everybody else. Okay. And except they do homo stuff.
1: Yes. Uh, Almost
0: outside of the bedroom, it's like everybody else. That's until they start performing that shit in the subway, and then we got no rule.
1: All right. Well. Okay. uh, So, (laughs) I didn't quite get what your pick is. Pick a number from one to eight.
0: Eight, because I am into uh, eternal optimism. Eight brings fortune. Eight is a number of uh, of uh, perpetual uh, infinity.
1: you are picking number 8. 8. All right. On this list of 1 to 8, number 8. 8 is enough. Now a mm. uh, Dick
0: Van Patten. Now that man has some good dog food. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready.
1: Number 8. 8. Mysterious universe news.
0: I don't those words don't go together.
1: Well, mysterious universe is a news website for the crazy stuff for the bigfoot type of things. Oh, okay. So, uh we will uh discuss that and maybe give you an opportunity to pick another number afterwards or maybe we'll just go go all out with the mysterious universe news. Uh the top news of today Sex, drugs, and demons. The time David Bowie had his possessed pool exercised.
0: Are you sure it isn't he had
1: his exercise pool repossessed? His possessed pool exorcised.
0: Okay. Because I know the man had some down and out times and maybe his exercise pool had been taken away.
1: What do you mean he had down and out times?
0: You know, with all the cocaine and lack of eating. Oh, d- did he have some sort of weird... Yeah, he did so much drugs, the man was frail. Let's just put it that way, he became quite frail.
1: That's from drugs? He wasn't just a naturally thin person?
0: Well, that and the drugs. I believe he is naturally thin, yes.
1: Naturally thin druggie? Yes. Firmly entrenched in music history, English singer-songwriter and actor David Bowie, born David Robert Jones... Was one of the most beloved rock icons of all time, as well as one of the best-selling, and he is considered to be a legendary figure in the music world. You agree so far? Yeah. Excellent.
0: Uh, yeah. What? His acting is, is uh, almost maybe uh, underrated.
1: He has been. Uh, he was in. Uh, he played Tesla in The Prestige.
0: He was in The Labyrinth.
1: He was in Labyrinth It's not the Labyrinth
0: Exactly It's just I was Labyrinth. testing you
1: Oh <laughs> Woo I'm glad I got that one yeah. right then
0: Yeah Only us aficionados Of David Bowie and Labyrinth uh, uh, Know about that stuff
1: I did I did not realize
0: Labyrinth did,
1: Do you have a favorite uh, David Bowie song? Let me tell you something Uh oh
0: The other day I heard David Bowie song I ain't never even heard before
1: Oh really? What was it?
0: Something off of Station to Station <laughs> David Bowie is funky. Do I have a favorite David Bowie song? Well,
1: let me look this one up first now.
0: I like stuff off Scary Monsters.
1: What song was it? I don't know. Okay, here we go. Station to Station, Golden Years, Word on a Wing, TVC15, Stay, and Wild is the Wind.
0: Yeah, I don't know what song it was. It was just, I'd never heard it before. But that makes sense. It's from that album. That, that. That, that song, Golden Years, is that Golden on there it said? Golden Years That shit was on AM radio all the time when I was a kid, and that was a very weird song. I and mean, what are you supposed to make of that as an eight-year-old?
1: Last night they love you Opening doors and pulling some strings Angel, come love the baby Then walk luck and you looked in time Never the When I was little I used to think It was The Grateful Dead
0: Yeah It was not It was not The Grateful Dead It was a one It was an odd one From David Bowie But everything's An odd one From David Bowie There's I like uh, I like the stuff Off of uh, I like You know That fashion stuff Mm -hmm. Not Not What is it called Yeah Scary Monsters Or something Uh huh I like that ground control and Major Tom. Yeah, I
1: like that stuff.
0: No, I mean the other one. Oh, uh, life on know, Mars. We all know Major Tom's a junkie. That one, life on Mars. I don't know. I, I I was never. I don't. I never owned a David Bowie album, but I dig it. And you know what? His band is really good. Doug Roush played with him for a, for a hot minute.
1: Oh, okay. Doug Roush was uh, a bass player.
0: Yep Yeah, very good baseball. He uh, played with Buzzy Linhart, and he was uh, played with Santana. He's the bass player on uh, 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 what the hell am I saying? He's the bass player on. uh,
1: Was he on the Betty Davis stuff?
0: Love Supreme with uh, John McLaughlin. He's on the Betty Davis stuff exactly. Yep, and he's also uh, first bass player with George Duke and Billy Cobham band. But who cares about that? No one cares about that.
1: Well. We are talking about David Bowie and how he had his possessed pool exercised. Anywho, are you ready?
0: Yeah, what happened, man?
1: While he is rather well known for his strange and flamboyant theatrical shows and his surreal alter ego, Ziggy Stardust, many people may not... Did you just burp?
0: No, I kind of cleared my throat. Now I burped.
1: Uh Uh-huh. As peop- I, I was saying, no. Okay, many people may not realize that David Bowie was even stranger than they may have imagined, being very into UFOs, the paranormal, and the occult. Among the many stories pertaining to David Bowie's dabbling in the occult and studies into the paranormal. There are a few that really stand out as particularly odd, and one of these is certainly the time he had his demon-infested swimming pool exercised with the help of a witch. What the hell? Back in the 1970s, Bowie's obsession with spirituality and the occult was in full swing, often being featured prominently in his music in songs such as the 1971 Quicksand, which heavily mentions the infamous English occultist and ceremonial magician Alistair Crowley and the hermetic order of the Golden Dawn. I'm closer to the golden dawn Immersed in Crowley's uniform Of imagery I'm living in a silent film,
0: portraying Himmler's sacred realm of dream reality. And the
1: 1976 song, Station to Station, in which he explores interdimensional doorways and portals, among others. (laughs) No good. During this period of his life Bowie was known to surround himself With arcane imagery To protect himself from black magic Was very into psychic self-defense And these antics were well documented When he was living with His manager Michael Lipman And his wife A time when Bowie was very paranoid About being targeted By dark rituals yeah,
0: cocaine the Is that what
1: you think You're Is cracking. happening here You think the cocaine made him, uh...
0: Paranoid delusional.
1: He would chant, draw occult symbols on the walls, and save his fingernail clippings in order to keep them from black magicians. And And send
0: them to Fez Watley.
1: He became increasingly obsessed with Aleister Crowley, all while he was snorting prodigious mountains of cocaine.
0: Oh, the prodigious mountains of the cocaine valley.
1: Glenn Hughes, the bassist for the band
0: Deep Purple,
1: very good, would say of Bowie at this stage in his life, he felt inclined to go on very bizarre tangents about Aleister Crowley or the Nazis or Numerals a lot.
0: If you don't sleep, don't eat, and all you do is a lot of cocaine, you're going to get into some weird shit. Is that true? Yeah, I can pretty much tell you that's true.
1: Okay, um, he goes on to say he was completely wired, Man- maniacally wired. I
0: yeah, you know, that's the thing, wired, these people, when you get wired, mm-hmm. a big part of being wired is, la- is sleep deprivation. Now, the cocaine ain't the problem, it's the lack of sleep that goes along with it, but it, you know, methamphetamine, whatever it is, it's keeping you awake. It's not necessarily the drug, it's the lack of sleep o- along with it.
1: It's almost like when you sleep, you have those wacky, weird dreams, but when you don't sleep, maybe those dreams come out as thoughts and not dreams. You know what I mean?
0: Catatonic.
1: Anyway, uh, I could not keep up with him. He was on the edge all the time of paranoia and also going on about things I had no friggin' idea of what he was talking about.
0: Yeah, the man was clinically insane.
1: He'd go into a rap on it and I wouldn't know what he was talking about. You
0: ever hang out with someone that's so smart you don't even know what they're talking about? And you just kind of nod and go, "Uh uh-huh. I don't
1: know, maybe. That's
0: happened to me a couple times. That's it? Yeah, sometimes some kids or something when I was younger, and they'd be talking about some scientific stuff that I just—you just nod. I I'm clueless as to what they were talking about.
1: Yeah, I get I kind of zone out at that if if that's the the case. Anyway, uh, another author by the name of Mark Spitz wrote Bowie a biography and Mark S- Spitz. No, Mark with a C, uh, Bowie a biography and S- Spitz Spitz.
0: You said with a C.
1: Mark with a C, Spitz.
0: Oh.
1: God, Dave. God,
0: that's a horrible name, Mark Spitz. You okay. got a can't even sp- live in certain neighborhoods with that Dave, name.
1: Dave, it's Spitz, not Spicks.
0: Table for Spicks, Table for Two? No.
1: Anyway, he wrote Bowie, a biography, and similarly illustrates the artist's de- devolution into madness and the paranormal.
0: Devolution? Is that some sort of uh, uh, tongue-in-cheek Devil It's de evolution. Like we are not men, we are it's devo.
1: Devolution yes. into madness and the paranormal, painting a picture of a Bowie increasingly viewing reality through a fractured lens. Man. Spitz writes, yes.
0: Spitz writes.
1: Bowie would sit in the house with a pile of the drugs atop the glass table. The drugs. A sketch pad. Somebody and called
0: his, his girlfriend.
1: A stack of books. Uh, Psychic Self-Defense by Dion Fortune I want that Was his favorite I love that Its author describes the book as a safeguard for protecting yourself against paranormal malevolence
0: Shouldn't David Lee Roth read that?
1: No, that's not the type of book I think he would read God damn it Uh, Using this and more arcane books on witchcraft
0: Arcane
1: Dave uh, would read really like I don't know, like books that were You would They were almost like textbooks. He was always learning shit. uh, Never stopping learning shit. Anyway, um, its author describes the book as a safeguard for protecting yourself against paranormal malevolence. Using this and more arcane books on witchcraft, white magic, and its malevolent counterpart, black magic, as rough guides to his own rapidly fragmenting psyche, Bowie began drawing protective pentagrams on every surface. Did you know this?
0: No, I don't know anything about the man. i was not a huge fan.
1: You said he was frail and on drugs. Well, so we,
0: everybody can look at him and see that. Oh. I Stardust. Motherfuckers are crazy looking. Hey, look at the. What is that look?
1: I don't I, He invented a look I don't know Anyway this Look was, he's a
0: genius mm-hmm. I You know
1: I don't know He's I'm, overly
0: concerned With things that don't matter Apparently
1: Some of <coughs> us are Overly concerned with things Anyway This was a time Of great paranoia For Bowie As he thought People were Psychically attacking him They might have been And that alien entities Were following him around Out to get him
0: Yeah He's like Rick James Without the Without the Funk No he's got the funk Uh huh Without the well, that's Man, that's a f- a f- I don't know what it is. <laughs>
1: okay, that's dumb. During one concert in September of 1974...
0: Oh, the best period. That's when Doug Roush played for him.
1: Oh, okay. Bowie became convinced that aliens were out in the crowd watching his show and checking him out for inscrutable purposes. Yeah,
0: we love a, we love being inscrutable when we check you out.
1: Jeremy Reed would write of the incident in his book Diamond Nebula in which he says... Extraterrestrials had been in the audience during his concerts at the Los Angeles Amphitheater, Amphitheater in September of 1974. People had mistaken them for the Bowie clones he attracted. The silver pentagrams marked on their foreheads had been interpreted as attempts to imitate his own facial decoration, but he had distinguished his own. They were there, and their eyes never left him. He had counted 20. He was terrified they would come backstage. The time wasn't right. I his, don't believe it. His act had still to be perfected, enhanced, taken to ultimate extremes. He had become an automatized mutant, a rock android.
0: Well, what time of the day was the show?
1: People paid to see him with the expectation he would die on stage.
0: This all sounds like hogwash. Yeah. What time was the show? Because everybody knows when you're up on the stage, you can't see shit in the audience. can't even see the people. It's bullshit. Motherfucking bullshit. Jeremy Reed, you're full of shit, motherfucker.
1: Jeremy Reed.
0: Yeah. Full of shit.
1: It was during the strange era when Bowie would have a very profoundly weird experience as he was living in Beverly Hills with his wife at the time, Angie Bowie.
0: Oh, Angie Bowie
1: And I just will say That this is just Five years after The Manson stuff so You know who
0: Angie Bowie is
1: Yeah, Angie
0: Yeah, all right So let's not, you know
1: Okay, but listen to me There was When you're living
0: with A bitch who's worthy of someone like Angie Anything could happen That's all I'm saying
1: What I'm saying is Is that you're This is a time when That, that uh, Manson shit Was happening Who knows what other Weird occult type Things were going on I mean, maybe he's paranoid, but maybe he's you know, uh, where, where has, is, there's a justified paranoia there because
0: Bowie, well, when is he saying anything about this? This is all other people saying some shit. Well, he's
1: passed away. Yeah,
0: but did he ever say it? in '74 I caught eyes with some crazy motherfuckers?
1: I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see. Anyway,
0: nope, you don't say that because it never happened. Okay. You don't catch eyes with motherfuckers on stage. You can't even see eyes.
1: Did we go Remember and see Frank- Van Halen and did we not catch someone's eye on stage?
0: No, we thought we did, but we didn't. That's the thing.
1: I think we did.
0: Ah, yeah, that's what happened when Frank Zappa was uh, on stage. Guy thought he was making eyes at his girlfriend and they tackled Zappa and put him in a wheelchair. Zappa said, I can't see anybody on stage because the, eye- well, the lights are in my eyes. And then they wrote, smoke is on the water.
1: Oh, that Except was they that. They
0: called it Smoke on the Water. There's no Smoke is on the Water. See, I was there. I said, right. Yeah, call that Smoke is on the Water. Okay. And they were like, no, Smoke on the Water. You weren't and then there. I quit the band and I don't get no credit. But uh-huh. I said, Smoke is on the Water.
1: Anyway, uh, when, as he was living in Beverly Hills with his wife at the time, Angie Bowie.
0: Angie Bowie. Are you More ready? Like Angie uh, Har- Harrison, am I right?
1: David. Huh? In her book, Backstage Passes, Life on the Wild Side with David Bowie, she would write about how Bowie was convinced that their indoor swimming pool was actually cursed and that the devil himself was using it as a portal to our dimension. That motherfucker was high on a lucky In fact, he would claim to have seen the devil emerge from the pool on at least one occasion And Angie Bowie would write of the pool and all of this bizarreness Here is what she said It was a white cube surrounding an indoor swimming pool David liked the place, but I thought it was too small to meet our needs for very long And I wasn't crazy about the pool In my experience, indoor pools are always a problem Mold. What?
0: Mold. Oh.
1: This one was no exception, albeit not in any of the usual ways. Its drawback was one I hadn't encountered before and haven't seen or heard of since. Satan lived in it. (laughs) With his own eyes, David said he'd seen him rising up out of the water one night. Bowie was so upset by the alleged by the alleged demonic forces gravitating towards this pool that he allegedly went about getting an exorcism done on it, but he didn't want just any old priest. He wanted someone he could trust.
0: A young priest.
1: He would call upon a woman by the name of Wally Elmlark, a journalist best known for writing for the English publications Melody Maker and Circus, but also known for her connections to the occult and practice of witchcraft. And thus, she was sometimes known as the White Witch and the Rock and Roll Witch. Oh,
0: I love that. Now, this is juicy. The Rock and Roll Witch. <laughs> Wasn't she on 102.7?
1: No. She wrote, I think she was just a journalist. Rock and Roll Witch. Oh, that's is the this... Rock and Roll Madam, and that was 92.3 K-Rock. This is
0: Carol, what's her name?
1: That's Carol Miller, and that's somebody else.
0: Uh, Carol Miller. Yes. What? What? I don't
1: know. Okay. Uh all- Author Timothy Green Beckley Would write of Wally and her co-
0: has three names it must be true
1: Timothy Green Beckley would write of Wally and her connection to Bowie in his Book David Bowie UFOs Witchcraft cocaine and Paranoia oh
0: Jesus the occult Which One of these don't belong
1: the occult Saga of Wally M. Lark The rock and roll witch of New York One and of he,
0: these things is not like the other
1: And he says of it Wally had been raised In a Jewish family but had found The tenets of witchcraft more to her liking.
0: Bitch's name is Wally.
1: She had become a member of the Wiccan faith, a form of paganism going far back into antiquity and predating Christianity by God knows how long.
0: God w- doesn't know how long. That's what they see. That's the twist.
1: Wally was quick to point out that she was not a Satanist, nor did she wish harm onto others. She was a good witch or a white witch. I
0: seen her on the Hallmark channel.
1: Casting. <laughs> That's Catherine Bell, the good witch. Lake Bell? No, Lake Bell, no. Uh, How come
0: I keep hearing so much about Lake Bell recently?
1: Dave, you are in love with Lake Bell, and you just hear her name (laughs) anywhere. Oh. Anyway. Huh? Exactly. She was a witch. She was a good witch or white witch casting beneficial spells and using candles and gemstones for self-empowerment. Wally Emlark knew David Bowie. He had been to her apartment... They were striking up a friendship, getting some sort of bond going. True, she wrote a very prestigious column for Circus Magazine, but beyond the attention she could give the newly arrived pop singer from Britain, whose car- whose career was just blossoming in the U.S. And right, this was in Los Angeles? I believe so, yes. They seemed to have a lot in common on a personal level. Bowie was really interested in the same things Wally was. Witchcraft, magic, and UFOs.
0: Wait, no, we left out one thing.
1: Cocaine. Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: None of this would have happened without the cocaine. Let's see what. what I, don't, I have never a, done cocaine, cocaine. is a drug for people uh, in Middle Latin America. They they're the only ones supposed to do it. Oh, because it's grown there? Yeah, it's just part of them. It's like, it's part of their existence. They, you know. So they don't get like this. Their ancestors grew up, grow up chewing on the leaves. And so they have a in, uh, tolerance built into their DNA. That's what I believe. But so, you give it to the white man, and all hell breaks loose. And then you give it to the black man, and even more hell breaks loose. So and then you give it to some Asian people, and crazy shit start happening.
1: So I I literally don't know anything about cocaine. You give but it to
0: the Asian people and they start creating you know machines that dispense panties.
1: Well, that's that. I mean, there are a few of those, but it's not nearly as well, because uh, can't uh, handle the it's, drugs. It's not nearly as a big of a thing as people want to make it to be.
0: That's well. I'm glad I don't know much about it.
1: Well, there's they they have these crazy you know clubs and bars or whatever that cater to that shit, and that's crazy. That's where that that Easy particular searing
0: your panties
1: okay. okay anyway um wally was called in to help oh what i was going to say I'm is searing
0: your panties
1: hold on a second please right? what i was going to say was i, I have no experience with right. cocaine but right. at what point how much do you have to do to start believing I mean, can't you just uh, already not, believe in UFOs and magic? It's not the
0: coke, it's the lack of sleep. Now, let me tell you something. Oh, I see. What the hell is he hanging out Wally Bachman for? Wally Bachman's supposed to be on the goddamn team playing ball. Well, it's not, it's Wally Elmark. Wally Bachman. Now, if I was on a team, I'd have a man named Wally Bachman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bookie and Wally.
1: Okay. This is Wally M. Elmlark. This is an, a made-up name. Anyway. Not like Joe Mayo. Okay. Wally was called in to help with the exorcism of Bowie's pool, and she provided the couple with spells, incantations, Can you and- imagine
0: that scene when she arrived at the house? Uh, that, that should have been on, uh, you know, she should have Instagrammed that.
1: I think this was before Instagram.
0: Oh, Instagram a hash. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, With spells, incantations, and all manner of talismans and occult items for their mission. Thank you. They then gathered around the pool and went to work.
0: I bet they did.
1: At this point, oh, Angie, at this point, still did not really truly believe in any of this stuff. But according to her, some very strange things were about to happen during the ritual.
0: Falange.
1: And she writes of it thusly so there we stood with just wally's instructions and a few hundred dollars worth of books talismans and assorted items from hollywood's comprehensive comprehensive selection of fine occult emporia there he david bowie was then primed and ready the proper books and doodads were arranged on a big old-fashioned lectern the incantation began and although i had no idea what was being said or what language it was being said in I couldn't stop a weird cold feeling rising up in me as David droned on and on. There's no easy or elegant way to say this, so I'll just say it straight. At a certain point in the ritual, the pool began to bubble. It bubbled vigorously, perhaps thrashed is a better term, in a manner inconsistent with any explanation involving air filters or the like. As David watched this happening in absolute terror, I tried to be flippant. Well, dear, aren't you clever? It seems to be working. Something's making a move, don't you think? But I couldn't keep it up. It was very, very strange. I was having trouble accepting what my eyes were seeing. We both left the pool in a hurry, and David told me to check up on the pool from time to time. I kept my eye on it for the next 40 minutes or so, and nothing unusual happened. And so with my heart in my mouth, I slid one of the glass doors open and, ignoring David's panicked screams, went to the edge and looked in. I saw what I saw. Nothing can change that. On the bottom of the pool, there was a large shadow or stain which had not been there before the ritual had begun. It was in the shape of a beast of the underworld. It reminded me of those twisted, tormented gargoyles screaming silently from the spires of the medieval cathedrals. It was ugly, shocking, malevolent. It frightened me. I still didn't know what to think about that night. It runs directly counter to my pragmatism and my everyday faith in the integrity of the normal world, and it confuses me greatly. What troubles me the most is that if you were to call that stain the mark of Satan, I don't see how I could argue with you.
0: Uh, what do you think? Bitch, out of her mind.
1: You think Angie's on the cocaine?
0: She's just trying to write a story.
1: I would think that everyone's going to buy your book about David Bowie anyway. Uh, I don't think you need that.
0: The publishing house said, let's make this a little more fantastical. Let's, let's spruce this up. Let's touch this up a little bit.
1: Bowie and his wife would move from the accursed residence after that, but it seems that whatever they tried didn't work, as subsequent owners would also apparently have problems at the home. Angie would say of this, David, of course, insisted that we move from the house as quickly as possible, and we did that, but I've heard that subsequent tenants haven't been able to remove the shadow. Even though the pool has been painted over a number of times, the shadow has always come back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe it.
1: uh, This is not the end of the article, but if you want to read the end, you can go to mysteriousuniverse.com and look for the article entitled Sex, Drugs, and Demons. The Time David Bowie Had His Possessed Pool Exorcised by Brent Swanser. Did you have anything else to say about that? No. Okay. So. I'm going to cross off number eight. Excellent. I think we can do one more. That
0: was quite enthralling.
1: Did you like that? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't know any of that stuff. So I feel like I'm all into, I'm not into the occult, but I'm definitely like into like, you know, UFOs and stuff. Without cocaine I wonder with how I'd be with cocaine Maybe I would be like David Bowie Maybe I'd write songs Maybe That's I need to get on the cocaine uh, Alright Now you are uh, You can pick a number Between one And seven Eight We <clears throat> already did eight
0: Oh, How about five That seems like a nice medium
1: Five I've written down here is entertainment news.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> so let's uh let me look at uh, TMZ. Let's go to TMZ.
0: Oh, they're t- reliable. Well I rubber at Harvey Reverend.
1: Uh oh. Here we go. Their top story right now is a Scientology story. So you know who Danny Masterson is?
0: Yeah, that weirdo from the 70s show.
1: That's right. The curly-haired weirdo from that 70s show. Uh, (coughs) He's a Scientologist, and he has been accused of rape and sexual assault multiple times. Multiple times. But what happens every time is that Scientology gets involved and uh pays off the cops pays well. off some public officials and it it kind of gets squashed all right but now that we have uh and this is i think i'm going to say this has probably been going on for 10 or more years um this is just all off the top of my head i'll read the story to you uh in a second but uh i think now with the me too movement um this sort of thing isn't easy to squash anymore. But anyway, this, uh, this headline is Danny Masterson, Scientology Stalking lawsuits, Just a shameful money grab. Danny Masterson is firing back at his rape accusers over their stalking lawsuit against him and the Church of Scientology, calling BS on the whole case. The That 70 Show star filed new docs obtained by TMZ, asking a judge to toss the case on grounds the women, according to Danny, haven't specified what they're accusing him of doing. You'll recall four women filed a suit against Danny and the church claiming they conspired to stalk them and invade their privacy. They cited multiple incidents of being followed, having their home surveilled and their property damaged, which they believe was in retaliation for going public with rape claims going public with rape claims against Danny who was a Scientologist. Now, we all have seen, well you and I have seen a lot of the Leah Remini show, right? Uh-huh. I mean, this is basically what they do when you uh leave Scientology or talk disparagingly about them in a very public way, they send people to your house to bother you. So why are
0: you speaking out?
1: Because I feel that people need to know the truth and I cannot keep living a life where I'm scared at every second on, well, if I say this, will something happen to me? Will they be knocking on my door? And that's another thing that will probably happen is Scientology executives and security will probably... Find out where I am and try to park outside. I, I could be followed for months sure. and months. All of those months. things might happen. They do all of these things that these women are saying that they had done. Having their home surveilled, their property damaged, uh, being followed. They've had phones tapped. It's, 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 kind, of, it's kind, of, kind of demented how far they'll go. This is not something that is unheard of. Uh, In the new docs filed by attorney Andrew Brettler, Masterson claims the four women, two of whom he filed as Jane Doe's, are engaged in a shameful money grab. He says the women are ex-girlfriends who are trying to humiliate him and the church, but doing it anonymously to avoid scrutiny. He'd already denied all of their claims, but now he's doing it again in court docs. He says there was a criminal investigation two years ago and no charges were filed. Uh so this is the truth of the matter is is that uh y- you he's a rapist.
0: <laughs> How many people are charging him with this?
1: These are four women <clears throat> uh that have recently come forward but it's it's pretty it's pretty uh well known that about how how uh, Scientology retaliates. So um I, this has been ongoing for a long time. And for him to say that there was there was a
0: uh, well, what's he trying to do? He's trying to say it's not true. yeah, he's, or the case is already closed, and he's bringing it up again.
1: Well, I guess they the case got closed under, look, L.A.'s some of the L.A. police are pretty fucking shady, and a lot of them are on the take from Scientology. So uh, to say that, you know, if a case gets closed in L.A. and Scientologists are involved, that's not really a case getting closed as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so, but why
0: would he bring attention to it again?
1: I guess they're, let's see, in New Docs, okay, well, these four women filed suit against Danny in the church, claiming that they were stalking them, invading their privacy, and so on. And so that's why he's bringing it up, because he has to also file.
0: Oh, so something's ongoing now. Something's
1: going on still, yes. I see. But, yeah, uh... If you are a crazy daysandnights.netter, you've known about this shit for quite a few years now, because that's one of the, everyone knows about it.
0: He sounds like a very bad man.
1: He does sound like a very bad man, and that's a shame, because I used to think he was pretty good, and then I realized he's not. He's an asshole.
0: He's not good. You're a very bad man, Jerry. Danny. Oh, I'm talking about Jerry Seinfeld.
1: Why do you think Jerry Seinfeld's a very bad man?
0: There's a thing from the show where the Indian guy is screwed over by Jerry. Poppy? No, a different Indian guy Uh, with a restaurant.
1: Well, Poppy was a restaurant. He tells the guy
0: to open a... He's, the guy has a restaurant He's like You know You should open a re- What does he say You should open a restaurant With your own You know Pakistani Indian food Or something Uh oh And then the guy opens The restaurant And <laughs> no one goes No one comes And <laughs> says You're a very bad man
1: And Jerry probably Doesn't even go either That's funny
0: Yeah I think he might Even complain about Something on the menu Or something Oh I shit I can't remember <laughs>
1: That's pretty funny Alright so that was The entertainment news Uh portion we didn't talk you know what i shouldn't have written that on the list because you know what you don't know much about what entertainment news
0: oh well that's a good thing
1: it is but no that's what i'm saying i shouldn't have written that on this list here shoot all right Pick one more, one to eight, not five or eight. One presidential tweets. Let's just see what the latest presidential tweet is, shall we? Yes. Do you, uh, you are not on Twitter? Ah, man. But occasionally you check tweets, is that correct?
0: Well, you know, they pop up here and there.
1: Whose tweets do you check on the reg?
0: I don't check anyone's on the regs.
1: Oh, you don't?
0: Nope. Why? who do you think I did?
1: I don't know. who you, I don't, I have no idea. I know that you know about Twitter, but I, I don't know how much you know about Twitter. Like I thought maybe you you said, "Oh, you know what? I got to check on this, you know, funk Twitter account or something."
0: Oh, no. No. You know, what
1: uh, do you just check if it's uh if it's in the news or something?
0: Yes, exactly. Just be my news feed, man.
1: Like what was the last Twitter you looked at?
0: Last Twitter. Tweet. Last tweet. Uh-huh. Last tweet isn't that a new uh, uh, isn't that a column? Last tweet with John Oliver. No. Oh. Uh. I don't remember the last tweet.
1: I see. All right. I'm well, not
0: big on Twitter.
1: I d- I know you're not on Twitter at all, but I thought that I I honestly thought you did check it, like to see you know what comedians were saying about anything.
0: I really don't. Okay. I would only check it if there's some sort of uh, link to it, like in a news feed or something.
1: What? Uh, so you? Just, how do you feel about social media in general? You're not on any of it.
0: I am not on it. Uh, well, there's a double-edged sword.
1: Mm-hmm. How's that?
0: Well, back in the revolutionary times, mm. oh, no, let me give you a short answer. Okay. It's it, you know it's probably does more more damage than good.
1: Yeah, I think it's toxic.
0: Uh, that being said You know uh, As a musician you have access to More learning material now than you ever did Uh huh Because of well, is YouTube social media No Is Instagram social media Yes Well Instagram is kind of like a short version of YouTube Yeah Anyway mm, Well then maybe I could do without the social media But I do like the avail- availability of information
1: Right Yes. These like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram—they're all kind of in that microblog uh, genre. How many
0: marriages have been ruined because of Facebook?
1: That you—that used to be a thing.
0: It probably still is. People hooking up with their old flames.
1: Is that what it is?
0: Yeah, I think we might know one in our own life that we heard about.
1: Oh, okay. Well, let's not talk about that No, then. we
0: won't. I'm just saying, if we know one, who else knows one?
1: Maybe, yeah. You
0: ever notice how on the news when you're familiar with a story and they get it entirely wrong? Uh-huh. Well, you know that happens all the time. It's just you're not only familiar with some of the stories. But every story, every story, they get entirely wrong. But we just only familiar with some of them.
1: Okay, and what does that have to do with Facebook?
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going, but I, I wanted was to go- give you I the know, opportunity. I'd
0: have to rewind and trace the root of that. I know it's <laughs> there somewhere.
1: Okay, uh, so yeah, I, I I personally think it's toxic. Uh,
0: I- toxic, like what Britney Spears.
1: No, uh, no
0: No, that's a good song
1: I like Britney Spears Toxic I'm, I'm rooting for Britney
0: That could have been written by Jimmy Page
1: Oh yeah? Why do no, you say that?
0: I don't know Because I'm full of shit
1: Oh, okay Uh, anyway So I, I, I feel like too many people think uh, And it's also, it's also just b- bad parenting I think, I think parenting went downhill uh pretty quick after uh, World War II Yeah
0: I think we never should have given people Game Boys.
1: I mean uh, Game Boys are one thing, but when you when it's it's like people think their opinions matter a, a lot more and um yeah if there's... you want
0: your opinion to matter have a podcast like we do otherwise no one cares
1: dude no one still cares can
0: you imagine if back in the day you bought a led zeppelin album and on the back of the album it came with comments from other people who bought it putting down the album <laughs> what kind of shit is this it's kind
1: of true and then you
0: could just send a letter to jimmy page and tell him how much you hated him or that you wanted him to to uh talk to your granddaughter on on a cameo yeah uh, it's not supposed to be like this.
1: It kind of isn't, and it's kind of it's it's. I'm not a fan of Twitter. Um, I'm on there because I I man our Twitter account, and uh, I try to. It's just hard to it's hard to navigate. There's so many opinions, and there's so on any given day something else can piss you off. So it's just like what it's not worth it. It's kind of I'm glad that you're not on it because it's definitely doesn't help the creative juices it kind of is uh it's it's toxic it's a detriment
0: it's back in the day people were assholes but you kept it to yourself yeah now it's your self-appointed uh, duty to tell everyone
1: yeah i mean i i
0: that's why we're doing this
1: We've we've done this for years.
0: Yeah, see, we've done it for years.
1: We're not trying. We're grandfathered in. We're not trying to change the world. We're just having fun. Uh, Anyway, all right, presidential tweets. Here's the, his last one was from uh, seven hours ago, and it is, Where's the whistleblower? Where's the second whistleblower? Where's the informer? Why did corrupt politician Schiff make up my conversation with the Ukrainian president? Three question marks. Why didn't the house do its job? And so much more. I'm going to like that tweet because he entertains the shit out of me. He has a uh, 106,000 likes on that one. And uh, I'm down. And then he has another one, keep America great. And then yet another one, make America great again. So (laughs) I kind of, I see people are like really upset when he tweets. Like they get really upset. There's like people who every time he tweets, they're so outraged that they have to say terrible things to him in Twitter. It's, I can't imagine being that upset about twitter especially about one person's twitter you know insanity it's kind of insane and you 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 read through them and you're like oh you're clearly mentally ill or you're clearly getting paid to act mentally ill on twitter it's insane
0: it's fervor
1: is it fervor it's
0: fervor you might have heard of religious fervor
1: mm-hmm.
0: well this is political fervor i see and furthermore, mm. it's fervor. Fervor. Now, when I was a kid, yeah. I used to like a bus that had further written on the front of it. Now you do do you know what bus that is? I do. Okay. Then we, we won't tell anyone else.
1: I believe that's the Timothy Leary bus. No,
0: it's the Ken Keezy bus. Ken
1: Keezy bus. But fuck, you fuck, were close. Fuck.
0: And you have to ask it in the form of a question.
1: Oh. What shit. is
0: a ridiculous way to play a game?
1: I didn't know. we were doing that
0: what is the ken kesey mary pranksters bus
1: mary pranksters
0: when i was a kid i Uh thought that was cool Uh and now i know that they was really just a fool
1: well i'm i'm going to imagine there's probably a lot of uh underage girls on those buses mary
0: prankster more like mary tankster Mm -hmm.
1: tops okay Okay, Mary Tankster tops. Yeah, I you know things that I thought were cool when I were when I was little. Um, as I grow up, uh, I don't I think they're a little uh not cool. But cool, I think man. that's called growing up. You know.
0: Ooh, if I can quote a uh, Bruce Springsteen. Ooh, <laughs> growing up. What is that? Well, it's back when Springsteen was cool. It's this tune called "Growing Up."
1: Oh, it is. Yeah, I didn't really. They
0: said, "Sit down, I throw up." Ooh, growing up.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: No, I'm not. As pretty born to run, that's, and that's a good. Was, one. You like that's that? When he was hip.
1: You think that's a good one? Yeah, it was pretty good. I don't like it. Pretty good. Pretty, pre-
0: pretty good. I like it. Pretty pretty, pretty, it's pretty, pretty fake. good. All right,
1: I didn't say that. Oh. All right. So
0: Gavin was uh, talking about that before.
1: Gavin was talking about what?
0: How uh, Stevie uh, Ray Van Zant looks like a fake.
1: Stevie Van Zant.
0: Stevie Ray Van Zant. That's my new character. Oh, I see. Stevie Van Zant. Yeah.
1: He did say that.
0: Yeah, he said uh, in the Glory Days video. Oh. That the whole band is. I was really gonna say fag- the whole
1: band At looks one point that they're way. Sharing
0: a mic, Bruce Springsteen and Steve Van Zant. There's
1: are some really weird shit going on. Sharing a mic, on.
0: and they do slow motion of the footage, and it's very. Uh,
1: is that the well, weird? Which is the one with uh Anyone with yeah. That's uh I don't know,
0: it's that same same time period.
1: Yeah, there's like weird there's the weird on stage stuff. I don't mind the video like of the glory days, the baseball thing or whatever, but there's this weird on stage stuff where I was walking in, he was walking out. They all look really were, weird. Were you
0: were you walking in, Bruce?
1: <laughs> they all they all look a little weird on stage. It's like they it's like someone said for them to really play it up. And they did, and it's terrible. But Ugh. I know, what, I know what Gavin is talking about.
0: Fucking, if I can quote a Polish friend of mine, fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Because ridiculous is redundant. Is dundant.
1: Is redundant. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. All right. Well, I think this is going to be it for today. Unless you wanted to go to the list one more time. Hey now.
0: Uh. Things Robin Quivers would say.
1: No, we, that's not part of this list.
0: Cocaine.
1: Not part of the list.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. How many minutes are we at now?
1: Fifty-four.
0: Oh, this is a brief one.
1: Yes. Well, it's a brief one because we didn't. We it, it, it we we. We're just doing something different
0: and we had set This them. is a rebound. The other one got fucking erased, man.
1: So, okay, I'll give you Do you want me to tell you what the rest were? Uh,
0: we don't, sure. have to,
1: we don't have to talk about them. I'll just tell you what they were. Well,
0: Let's see what you got there.
1: So, number two was Steely Dan. Oh, Jesus. Steely Dan talk. Number three was Headline News. Number four Frank Zappa oh. Number 6 The Billboard Top 10 And number 7 Coronavirus
0: Well I could talk about the Steely Dan and Frank Zappa whole episode just that
1: I know that's, but I wanted to give you I wanted to, to mix it up
0: And uh, when Steely Dan inducted into a Hall of Fame Walter Becker mentioned Jimmy Carl Brack uh, Who drama for Mother of His Intention So there's the tie in for you Go, oh, okay. Go fuck yourself. Ha, <laughs> <Whoa>. ha,
1: <laughs> Okay. Well, maybe we'll do a, a Steely Dan episode and a Frank's Zappa a decent episode.
0: A one. Go fuck yourself. Okay. Would you like a go fuck yourself to go or just a poo-poo platter? Okay. Poo-poo platter. Ha, let's make Americans happy. We have a dish called poo-poo platter.
1: I uh, had friends uh, a long time ago. Well, not really friends. People I knew in Pennsylvania, and I went out and visited them, and they ordered Chinese food from this place in the Poconos and um Oh Jesus. You would sit there and he would bring you the food and he would always ask you if you wanted a fork, but it didn't come out like would you like a fork? It was wanna fuck.
0: Wanna fuck off your poop? Oh
1: very bad. That's bad. It was very funny. Poo poo
0: fantail shrimp motherfucker. Yo, I said fantail shrimp.
1: Mm. Why are you saying that?
0: Because it's like the original blooming onion. Before blooming onion was a thing, we had fantail shrimp.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think there's
0: no common denominator there. I'm making it all up. Fantail shrimp has more in common with vegetable tempura than blooming onion.
1: The blooming onion is is tasty, but it's, it's one of the worst
0: things for you. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna say it's you. That's you know that's like that. That can't be on regular rotation in your on your. Diet, I would say.
0: Let me get the filet mignon. Mm, okay. Mignon. What the hell is a mignon?
1: Filet mignon. I don't know. I don't know what that means.
0: M- filet of the mi- minions.
1: Minions. Oh, all oh, those poor little things. All right. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say?
0: Nope. That's it.
1: All right, so this has been uh, episode number 65 of the Middle Age Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast. And we will be back next. You know, you wanted to do a Black History Month show, and you didn't do it.
0: Uh, I need to combine a black history with the dessert alternatives of the Ottoman Empire.
1: Yes, that'll be smashing. All right, so we will see you next time, America. Goodbye.